Blog Talk Radio. Truth. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence by the military-industrial complex. Are the Bible's prophecies today's reality? This could be the sign that signals the return of Christ. World leaders are working behind the curtain. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. Secret societies, secret oaths, secret proceedings. Now, get ready for an hour of truth that will make you think. We'll examine Bible prophecy and see how close we are to the return of Jesus Christ for His church. You're in the zone. Politics, Israel, the Middle East, the revised European superstate, and more. All in the zone. This is the Prophecy Zone with your host, Phil Armstrong. Prophecy Zone. My name is Christine Wyke, and I thank Phil for letting me fill in for him again. We're going to be talking today about a prophecy found in Isaiah 17 and also linked up with Jeremiah chapter 49. You know, I, I've written a book on explaining revelation and what is happening in our world today. I start off my book with Ezekiel's War, which is about chapters 38 and 39 of Ezekiel, something that I see occurs before the tribulation period starts or is at the starting point of the tribulation period, only because it's based on a clue there that seven years are taken by the Israelis to clean up the weapons and the exact time frame, of course, of the tribulation period. I actually left out the prophecy of the destruction of Damascus. I was really foggy about it. I didn't quite know where it fitted into the timeline of prophecy. And I just, you know, I it, really, I didn't even mention it at all in the book. I wrote the book one year ago. But you know what? Last week it came to me. Um, it is so clear now in my mind um, exactly the timeline that occurs here according to the Bible and where the destruction of Damascus fits in, not only with the prophecy of Ezekiel with Gog and Magog in Ezekiel 38 and 39, but how it's linked together with that, and it just now it's as clear as a bell. So that's what I started my show on today. Let's first go to Isaiah Chapter 17. I'm going to read the first uh, four verses here, first three verses. This is God's message to Damascus, capital of Syria. Obviously, absolutely no question here as to who God is pertaining to here. Damascus, as you have got to understand, is the oldest inhabited city on the planet. No other city has been around for as long as Damascus has. 
And that's what makes this prophecy in Isaiah 17 not yet fulfilled, because look what it says. This is God's message to the Damascus capital of Syria. Look, Damascus is gone. It is no longer a city. It has become a heap of ruins. That, my friends, has not been fulfilled. The cities of Aurora, I am not sure how that's pronounced, are deserted. So obviously outside of Damascus, the other suburbs are also affected here. They are left deserted, not completely destroyed, but they're left deserted. Sheep pasture there, lying quiet and unafraid with no one to chase them away. The strength of Israel and the power of Damascus will end, and the remnant of Syria shall be destroyed. For as Israel's glory departed, so theirs too will disappear declares the Lord of hosts. Now, a couple of things that I'd never seen before until last week struck me here. First of all, the strength of Israel is gone. And I thought of this later. I thought, what is the strength of Israel? What is the glory of Israel that verse 3 talks about? And to me, if you would ever ask someone, if you know, I'd say just go to Israel and ask an Israeli, what is your glory of of you as a nation what what is your crowning achievement um i think a lot of them would say israeli intelligence and it is the best in the world it has actually been their survival all these years it's their military it's their nuclear weapons they're the only region as we know of right now the only region in the whole entire Middle East that is capable of having nuclear weapons. I know Iran has been capable of it. Some say they already have it. Uh, Some say Syria had it at one point. Remember, Israel took out that Syrian nuclear reactor not too long ago. I don't remember the date on that anymore. Probably 10, 12 years ago that was taken out because Syria was developing nuclear weapons. And, uh, but Israel is the only one in the area that has claimed to have the nuclear weapon power. So is it possible that it's Israel's military might that gets taken away? How was Damascus destroyed? And I believe we have this answer. And Arpid are stricken with fear, for they have heard the news of their of their doom. Their hearts are troubled like a wild sea in a raging storm. Damascus has become feeble, and all her people turn to flee, to turn to flee. Fear and anguish and sorrow have gripped her as they do women in labor. O famous city, city of joy, how you are forsaken now! Your young men lie dead in the streets. Your entire army shall be destroyed in one day, says the Lord of hosts. That to me is an indication that we have a possibility here of a nuclear strike. Is it possible that Israel does or has a hand in the destruction of Damascus either all on her own or she plays a big part in this destruction of Damascus where then Israel is blamed for it? As a result, Israel loses 
her military might. Now, you would say, no way. That would never happen. But you know, the Arab leagues, the Arab League of Nations that surround her have been pounding the UN, notably the IAEA, the um, Atomic Energy Association there. They have been pounding this for years to get rid of all nukes in the Middle East area. It's called the Mid-East Nuclear Free Zone. And they have been trying this, and last year when the vote went through, it actually was passed by the Arab nations that there is a possibility that the next time something happens, and this would get rid of the threat of Iran here, Israel would be forced to give up her nukes. If she uses one on Damascus, that would definitely ensue or ensure that Israel will lose her military might. It's almost like a Samson option, although that is not the Samson option. Israel will be aware that if they use a nuclear weapon, they will get the whole world turned on them, and they'll be forced to give them up, maybe her entire military as well. But will they now sacrifice military might, unprotectiveness for peace? Now we go into Ezekiel 38 and 39. One big clue here is found in the countries that are named. Um, I think you'll find that kind of scattered throughout chapter 38, 38 verses 5 and 6. You have Persia, Cush, and Put. Beth Togomar is mentioned. Gomer is mentioned. Notice Syria is not mentioned. Now, Syria was a nation at the time here of Ezekiel, so this would have been something Ezekiel would have mentioned if Syria was capable of coming up against Israel in the Gog-Magog War, why isn't it mentioned? Well, it's a possibility because it's not able to be um, in the group. It is incapable of it. They are damaged. They either withdraw selectively or they are not around to even have the capability of attacking along with these other Arab nations. That to me indicates that the destruction of Damascus will probably occur, or I would say must occur, before the Gog-Magog war can start. And that is the clue here given in Ezekiel 38. I'll read it briefly here. And he's talking about Gog here. You will say, I will invade a land of unwalled villages. I will attack a peaceful and unsuspecting people, all of them living without walls and without gates and bars. He is describing Israel here, Israel, a people at peace. Right now, that is not the case. Israel, a people living in without walls and without gates, which means without no protection. That is for military might. Notice here, too, that it's an unsuspecting people. These are people living in confidence. I think another version of the Bible uses that. Is there, then, the possibility that treaties are made with Israel after Damascus is destroyed, which shows Israel that, okay, you win, you can have your land, whatever you need, but then in order for you to be living in peace, we are going to strip you of your military, 
and we will strip you of your nuclear weapons. But we will also promise not to invade you. That is something I believe Israel will do, according to Ezekiel here. That seems to happen. Now, you know in Muslim theology, if a Muslim, according to the Quran, makes an alliance with an infidel, which would be Israel, for the good of Allah, they are able to break it. That is something that they will do. That is in their Quran. That is in their theology. They can lie as long as it's against an infidel and it pushes the cause of Allah. So I believe that would be, in their minds, an excuse to go ahead and break these treaties with Israel, which at that time is unsuspecting. They are like, don't have a a clue at all that this kind of thing is being talked about behind their back. Now look what happened in Libya. We have seen the fall of Gaddafi. Now why Gaddafi? Because Gaddafi is a dictator. And the Muslim Brotherhood cannot work with a dictator. It does not work. That's why Egypt, the Muslim Brotherhood, was banned from Mubarak's rule because Mubarak did not like the Muslim Brotherhood. Why? I'm sure there was a list for it. But when when Mubarak fell, the Egyptian Muslim Brotherhood is now coming to power. It's the same thing with Libya. We are also going to see this with Syria next. As NATO becomes maybe a little more confident in what they accomplished in Libya, they may try this in Syria. And Assad is not a friend to the Muslim Brotherhood. He allows Christianity to survive, and he's not as conservative of a Muslim. So what I see here is the destruction of Damascus to be first on the radar something that we need to look for. And then we can look for the makings of the Ezekiel 38-39 chapter of war. My name, again, is Christine Wyke. You can find me at explainthis.us. That's my website. My email is explainthis at att.net. And you can always Facebook me. My name is Christine And that's my last name is Wyke, W-E-I-C-K. In my book, I do describe the Ezekiel's War in detail and how the Arab League of Nations is trying to get Israel to give up its nukes. I give a lot of information about that, and uh, I believe it would be an interesting read for you. If you go to Amazon.com and Google my book, Explain This, you will find the first chapter there of Ezekiel War for free. I hope you check it out. Thank you again for listening.